Uh, welcome to the second session. And um, so you got my email on. I did a little summary. I love to. You love that? Yes. Okay, good. Okay. Like we put it into perspective. We put it into perspective. And go back to yeah, exactly. Okay, good. So, um, so just you know, to review the essence of the first section, we um, understood or we talked about that how all life is energy, and so in terms of how is that important to us so every experience that we have instead of looking at the physical details of the experience you want to look at the energy of your experience so when you you know think about frustration it's the energy of frustration so if we understand energy we understand that energy cannot be created or um, destroyed it can only be trans formed, transmuted, okay? So, and if we understand things at the energetic level, then we know that resistance to that energy will make it, the flow will become stronger, it'll recycle. It may stop the experience uh, for a while. We have done that where we tuck things away or like, I'll deal with it later. And that's perfectly normal, perfectly good. Don't judge that, because we got to do life. Uh, but you have experienced that as time goes on, same type experience that makes you feel the same way, it repeats. So by resisting it, however uh, okay it was, by resisting that energy, you gave it more power. You kind of put it in more momentum. So then you're gonna, the second time around, it's gonna get you, before if you are like little angry at something, it's going to make you feel really angry. And, and when we keep resisting it, it actually, you, we dig our heels in the sand and now we are enraged. Okay, so it really was the same thing, same little annoyance, same little judgment, same resistance that if we dealt with it to begin with, we could have given that experience freedom. We don't want to seek freedom from these experiences. <laughs> when we seek freedom from the experiences, what that is, you are resisting them because you want to be free of them. I want to be free of the guilt. I want to be free of this worry. I want to be um, free of whatever the negative, dark things are feeling. And it's natural because we don't want to feel that way. But we don't understand is we cannot, just because you don't, you want to be freed, you're not going to be freed. You're actually becoming more and more a prisoner of that which you are trying to avoid. Okay? So the only way to get freedom from them is to free them into our acceptance. For example, all of you have dogs, I think. Mm -hmm. You put a dog outside to do his business, and then you lock the door. 
because you just he's acting up and you don't want to deal with them. Well, the dog is going to come scratch at the door. He's going to bark. He's like, what the heck happened? I, I was supposed to be inside. And then he'll go around and find another door. And if you take longer, he's going to bite you when you open the door to him. If you keep him out longer and longer, he's going to come and attack you because you really pissed him off. You made his anger, you made that energy of resistance, you made it stronger. So you're like, oh my God, what happened? This dog is totally normal. He just attacked me. No, you created that. So think of that um, when, we are, when we want to be free from suffering. Are you free from suffering? Something, something is always bugging us because we are in the human body. So the only way to be free from any type of suffering is to open our heart to it, welcome it. Feel the agony, feel the guilt, feel the fear, feel the pain, feel the rejection, feel the isolation. Let it come into the heart, expand the heart around it, let it expand, open, so it flows with love. That those negative and dark energies that we seek freedom from, they are as much a part of us as anything else. So if it is a part of you, you cannot reject it. Because when you reject it, it's not going away. You're only making it stronger. Okay? So that was one thing to, you know, always, because we forget. And another thing to understand that, that I don't know if we, we did a lot of that in the next last class, but the subconscious is subconscious. We're not aware of it. We don't know it. It's hidden away from us. So it doesn't matter how much you understand what I'm talking about, but there's a subconscious part of all of us. And before we even know it, we just got right back into that judgment. We got right back into our habitual complaining we go right back into our feeling of whatever we were feeling we're like oh my god because we're trying to find a reason for it when you try to find a reason for it maybe it's useful maybe you'll find a reason maybe you won't find a reason you don't do that if you have a lot of spare time but who cares <laughs> <laughs> who the heck cares you feel it don't make it right or wrong if you feel it you feel it. It's not a judgment call on that. It's just to open your heart to what you experience. And it's very natural because we've been working with the mental body, the head. We, we you know, the mental mind is very useful. We just don't know how to use it. So if we get into the head and try to figure things out from a head space, there's a usefulness to it, but it's when we're going further. We're not looking for something to be useful for a time period. We're not looking to be in therapy for the rest of our lives. Okay, we've got lives to do. So we, we want to understand that when we get at the mental level very quickly, it's, it's very natural and it's very quick. You won't even know it. Unless someone is listening to you, it's like, this is just what you did again. It's like, oh, I, I didn't know that. And so you, we keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper. It seems like the same concept, 
But when you're working at the deeper layer, it is the same con uh, concept, but you are penetrating it a deeper and deeper layer. So our darkness, our resistance, our pain is in the little cubby holes here, little crevices in our tissues that we hide away. Body's very good at hiding all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get rid of it, that's actually, that's what the disease is, mm -hmm. okay? Um, it, I don't care if somebody believes it or not. That's what disease is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know, I just, I'm, I'm done with that. You know, so that is what disease is. And we can avoid the root cause and we can dance around the surface, have fun with it, and we'll get somewhere. Well, we're not going to get far. But we're looking to get far. We're looking to stop dancing around the surface. We're looking to stop um, looking for temporary solutions. You know, we, we, we have bigger things to do. We don't want to be caught on this, caught up with this. Oh, I'm now going through this. So now I'm going through that. Now I'm going through that. What would it be like if we said, you know what, look at, look at this project that I have done. I just wrote this book, or I'm, I, I affected these bunch of people, or I'm creating this, or I'm doing this. That's what you want. That's what we all want. And that's how to get there. So, and so it's so paying attention to that. So it'll, it's, it's natural to come back into the mental field and saying, you know, do the mental jargon that we normally do, and but we don't realize what we're doing it. So that that's one concept that we talked about. And then um can I ask you a question? Yeah. First, yeah, hold on. Give me one second. Yeah. I'm just gonna make a little review and then I'm gonna take up all the questions actually. Okay. And and another important thing to remember, which you're, we're not supposed to remember because this information is blocked off from, from us. So the important thing to remember is that we are at the perfect place, the perfect time, doing exactly what we set out to do. Again, we may not agree with it, but your soul did. At the deepest soul level, we made these contracts to do here, to do to whatever it is that we are experiencing. These experiences were created by our soul because whatever is mirroring in our life as our experiences is what's that's needing love. It's needing our acceptance. It's needing our love. Okay, so the life, the life experiences are mirroring that which we need to heal. And so just remember that, ask, remember the, understand the bigger pictures, go into the why, 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 why. And also understand that this work is very different. It's very different, it's, it may seem abstract. Um, it really needs us shifting our thinking expanding the mind and understanding how to use the mind and understanding how to integrate it with the heart. Um, so it's not about knowing about it. It's more as if you can walk away with a little nudge, a little shift. It may seem very little, just a little glimpse of it, but it will be profound for you. 
Okay, so that's a little summary, and I'll go ahead and just yeah ask away questions from last class. But um, in the beginning, when you were talking about these experiences that rather than putting them away, hiding from them, letting them grow, we need to bring them into our heart, embrace them, love them. That's what this work is about, right? You're going to show us how to do that. Because I can sit and tell myself and bring them into my heart all day. But yeah. So that's what we're so we will, yeah, we will do some work like I will have you write down, you know, your private life. What is this that's going on? You know, so you, so you're working with these teachings, particularly for yourself, and understanding them in that context. Yeah, definitely. Yep. I'm trying to unmute. Anything else? So, Claire, I unmuted you if you have a question. That's so dangerous. I don't think I have a question, but I thought that you're <clears throat> the little message came saying you were trying to unmute me. So I said, okay, unmute. <laughs> oh my god how did i not know that i'm so sorry <laughs> the comedian between us barrel of laughs okay. hello claire hi is that cindy <laughs> so there's cindy here there's patty here who was here initially and there's Susie here hi, Matt. hi. hi Susie. hi patty yeah hi, yeah so they're all here. here. And I heard you in the background too, Lisa. Hello. Hello. Hi. Okay, so um yeah, just on the surface, like what's what's bubbling? What's the question? What's um if you have one? Nina, can you this is Lisa? Yeah. Can you repeat your sentence that you just said? It was so powerful that whatever is mirroring our experiences, what needs our Needs our love. Can you say that sentence again? Can <laughs> <laughs> I? Um, so, so obviously we're talking about you know things that are already working. We just get very used to kind of living them peacefully. We're not worried about them. So things that bother us are that you know that which needs our attention. So it's those things that are mirroring in our life. And I say mirroring because nothing would come in our life unless somewhere in our psyche, we did not feel it or experience it. And even if I don't have a proof, but I just know, okay? Uh, it's just that we don't know. If something is mirroring in our life, it's you got to look deeper than the situation. So when I said the world is a mirror image of what's going on at a deeper, what the deeper experience is. So obviously the experiences that we're talking about are the ones that we don't, we're not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So those experiences in life is what needing our love. So because this whole, this whole series is about healing your life and we're looking at the heart center, 
we're really looking at one flow of love because nothing else heals. We have known that love heals, but we don't really understand what that means. We know it in our head, but we don't, we don't experience it. So that's what I meant, that whatever is kind of, whatever is a troublesome, whatever you are worried about, whatever you are in pain about, it's that is that's needing your love, your acceptance into the heart that's needing your love. Okay. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Any who else? Um, what seemed, what was difficult? What seemed difficult or confusing um, about the first session? If there was anything? Okay, so I'm thinking nothing. And <laughs> it's not confusing, it's just a concept that's going to be hard to practice. Practice. To bring everything in, to bring the negativity in the self-doubt and the guilt like all that and embracing it that's going to take yeah work, so it's just so 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 what we're doing is we're you know i'm giving you an option that oh there's this way to think about it and you know i was thinking about i was making tea and i'm like why you know when i when we talk about bring your pain into your heart how does that make you feel It, it softens me. It softens me. It fills the heart. It expands my heart. It de-intensifies the pain. Well, I want to feel that way. That makes me feel better. Okay, so already the proof is in the pudding. So the point of this is to end our suffering. And already, you know, when you think that way, you just feel better. When you bring everything into the heart, life becomes simple. When we keep everything into the head, we make life complicated more than it needs to be. So, you know, that is the point. We want to feel better. We don't want to spend so much of our time and energy sitting in our head, um, you know, calculating, figuring out and blaming and and doing this and that and understanding everything perfectly and getting a headache and then, you know, go for a drink and life is the same goal, same old merry-go-round the next day. So it's not making us feel better. So we want to feel better. We, the only way to simplify life and fill the life with love is to drop into our heart. And the direction that we need to go is inward. So, you know, that arrow that, you know, points to the outside, shopping this way, bar this way, socialization that way. We'll dim the light on that a little bit. One big arrow that's right at your heart is say, follow this route, go here, go inward. Go inward to spare your head, to spare your mind, and to expand the heart and to expand who you are, to expand, expand who you are. So when we uh, look for things from the outside, expect 
expectations create limitations. Really, that's all you expect. What do you expect? Actually, your expectations are kind of limiting. Oh, I just want this. Like, if you can just do this one thing for me, I would be very happy. But when my son wasn't calling me, I would be like, God, and I would say, and I said, are you alive? Um, just give me a thumbs up. Let me know you're okay. So he would literally say, I'm okay. And that soothed my heart. So my expectation was so little. And, you know, so it's sure. I don't want to go into all the explanations of mothers and all of that. But the point is, that's how little I expected. Really? Like I didn't know he was fine? Of course he's alive. That was just a way for me to get him to say something to me. I don't need to be that desperate. He's alive. He's fine. He knows where I am. So when we expect, we create limitations. There's so much more. There's so much more available. But when we expect, we just say, that's all I really want. Really, no, that's not all I want. I want, really, I don't want ever to be able to tell you to let me know you're okay. Right? And if I do tell you, that's not all you say to me. You tell me a little more. You know? No. And it's like, so it's not, not to expect doesn't mean now we expect something bigger. But I'm telling you that when you let go of the little-minded expectations, you open the whole world of possibilities that you don't even know. Well, it doesn't matter. You don't expect. You expect. You're not. So expectations, the, the definition expands. At the, you know, I was just talking at the, at the Zenergy studio, and I'm like, if, you know, when we are on the last day on our deathbed, like, what am I going to be so grateful for? Oh, my son texted me. He ain't going nowhere. Right? That's not it's going to be. Did I do what I came here to do? Did I open my heart enough? Did I make a difference in my life? Did I make a difference in the life of those who came in contact with me? Did I create something? Did I do something? Did I figure out what my purpose was? So when we let go of our small-minded things that we want, the whole possibilities open up for us. When the bigger possibilities open for us, the little things about somebody calling, texting, they just it's just all part of the flow. It just happens. You don't worry about it. You don't worry about it either way. Because you accept. You, you accept. You, you see everything as part of love anyway. So it really is not about somebody doing exactly what you want them to do. It's more about accepting and embracing them just as they are. So they can be themselves. So they can be on their journey free, freely, with freedom, without feeling um, restricted by our own expectations and limitations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and I think that there is something that the more grateful you are in your life, mm -hmm. um, because you're grateful for every single thing that you have, mm -hmm. and I don't mean so much um, physically, mm -hmm. but all of who you are 
Yeah, that um, you really don't. You are you are already in that place of opening yourself up. Exactly. And loving yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, life is not it's not about that we will be happy once everybody kind of dances to my tune. Yeah. Nobody I mean nobody dances. Everybody dances to their own tune. Really? And so you just it's just embracing. It's all good. Okay. It's all okay. You don't need anything from anybody. When you don't need anything from anybody, they give. <laughs> It's a weird place. This world is a weird place. People mm -hmm. just don't listen to when you tell them to do something. When you don't tell them, then they do more. Mm -hmm. This little trick we weren't taught. So this little trick that I'm going to teach you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, uh, what I'm going to do before we go even further, go ahead and we're going to just move, do some breathing so we don't get stuck in our head. Um, take your arms up. Palms, 60 degree angle, palms are facing one another. So when you open the arm, expand, lift your chest, shoulders drop in the back, stretch your arms as much as you can. For those of you who know the fire breath, begin to use the fire breath. If you don't know the fire breath, just do long, deep inhales and exhale, go. Keep going, keep going. And somewhere in there, you know, there's a happy button. Turn that on. Nothing else needs to happen for you to be happy because it's already here. It's you being present to it. So pump the navel. That's where we store a lot of our thought process. That's a site that's a subconscious part of our psyche, so we just let the prana move through that. So what's in the subconscious becomes conscious. 15 more seconds, go. And let the heart expand. So let the energy lift into the heart. Let the heart expand all the way through your fingertips. Breath flows, energy flows. Mind becomes clearer. Another deep inhale. Take your arms up, stretch up. And exhale. Very good. So now have your um, pen and paper handy. So, you know, many times it, it's a, we have willpower. You know, we have circumstances that are out of our reach, out of our control, but then we have free will, not willpower, actually free will. We have a choice. That's how we use the mind as a tool right we can same life experience we can either make a choice to suffer and complain and be miserable that choice is available or we can choose something else right either whatever you choose don't judge sometimes we choose that which diminishes us it's all part of the process because we need to experience that. Don't judge anything in life. It's a waste of time because you, we need to experience that. Let your heart speak to you. What, do you. what are you gravitating towards? But you know that there is a free will. Sometimes even when we know we have free will, there's a mental addiction that goes on. 
we go towards the suffering anyways. The reason why we do that is because that's the inner experience. So we, we need to process that inner experience so we keep going towards the darkness to play it out for us. So it, because that's a deep subconscious experience and then it's like, oh my God, even when I know I don't want to do this, I keep doing it. You're getting something out of it. You are processing that which is inside of you. So sometimes we do that. And if you do that, that's okay. Trust me, you won't do it for long. And that's how our life out pictures. It's a, it's a little confusing because it's, you know, when I talk about mirror image, it's not such a, oh, you know, I know about it and there it is. That's the whole point. We don't know about it. We are shut down from it. We're closed off from it. So sometimes you can only do what you can do. And don't worry, nothing happens. Um, we figure it out. Sooner or later, we figure it out. So don't judge yourself if you continue to do things to kind of, they're not in your best interest, but you can't help it. There's something in there for you. There's something in there for you. You're trying to process something that's internally. So then do that, okay? Uh, so now go ahead and take a piece of paper and pen. And um, take a so write down the what is of your life. The what is of your life. So it's up to you to break it down into anything you want, whether it's personal life, professional life, work, family, husband, kids, social, health. Whatever is coming to you, pick one thing. And the chances are when the what is of our life in one area is pretty much the what is of our life in every area. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't understand the question. Yeah. So the what is, what is of your life? Um, your career, your job that you just, um, you're going to change, Cindy. So the what is of your life, you are, you are at the edge of making that decision. So the issue that the, is consuming. That consuming, is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's fix, right? the, yeah, what well, yeah, something that you are you are knickknacking with, something that you are trying to something that doesn't sit well with you, something that wakes you up in the middle of the night and bugs you. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it up for me. And it's possible that you know nothing may come to your mind. Just pick the next don't question it. Whatever comes to your mind, that's just that what's your beef? What's bugging you? Um, then write that down. Husband. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. Marriage. No, you are. But I mean, I just read to you. I'm like, you're right. Patty. You know why? Because Patty, you've done this work. Yeah, I know. You really, you need to teach us. Patty have, has done this work. You know, age is a is a great teacher. Life is a great teacher. So, so you have done a you you're far beyond. Okay. 
you're my girl. You'll be so and it doesn't matter if you're not gonna judge or oh, really I wanna be bugged about that. I'm bigger than no, if it's it's in here, find something that's your beef that's bugging you. Pull it out because there's an energy attached to everything. Even when we think that it's not important enough, but you're thinking that with a conscious mind. Your subconscious is a different story to tell. Okay, so you want to think with a subconscious mind. So even if it's a little, you know, little annoyance, little something, pull it up. So if you have a whole list going, then you're gonna pick one thing out of it. <laughs> I write things because I need readers and I, I Sure, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> we believe you. <laughs> that would be how I would be writing, like a book. <laughs> Number 13. Number 13. Number 14. Okay. So as long as you have one or two things to work on, not go very good. So just go ahead and close your eyes. And take a few deep breaths, get settled in your body. Drop the mind, drop your head into the heart. And off the things that you wrote, the what is, bring that, that one thing, bring that into your heart. So now just increase your awareness around that issue. And this is how you increase the awareness. You just kind of gently are kind of poking around. What, what is the issue really is? Fine tune it. Why is it?
How is it affecting you? How often is it affecting you? Why is it affecting you? Now take the situation or the person or the first people, persons out of the equation. And just tune into the energy of it, which is just your raw experience. It has nothing to do with what the situation is. It has nothing to do with what somebody does or did. It has to do simply with your feeling about it. Now go ahead and feel that feeling. Don't judge it. You just feel exactly how you feel. Continue to feel it even more so deeply. Take it in. Don't run away from it. Even if it's uncomfortable, most of this what you will be working with is uncomfortable. But you're safe here. Feel it as deeply as you want to feel it. Now acknowledge it, that is your experience, your feeling, and take responsibility for it. So own it, it's yours. It's a part of you. Because it's yours, you must love it. But not that you must, should. <laughs> now, how do you love it is just open the heart around it. Expand your heart. It's like this, this child that you have that is bugging you. You embrace it. Open your heart, expand it. Notice as you begin to accept it as yours, any resistance that comes up, which says, well, not really. 
well, no, if this, this was like that, I wouldn't be like that. And, and go ahead and um, you can slowly open your eyes because I got to answer a question before I take you further. Okay, go ahead, Cindy. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. I got lost halfway through because you said to take away, take some piece away from it as if it's not there, but then we went on to continue embracing that part of it and owning it. So I thought we threw that part away, so I didn't know what I was trying to embrace. Okay, so you want to be owning your experience about it. So, and a, a quick example. What did you say to throw away then? Take that out. Take the situation out of it. So I'll tell you, I'm going to give you an example. It'll clear. I'm going to give you an example. So um, you go to a, a get together Christmas. You just have, we just have Christmas. Okay. Um, I'm just making this up as I go along. Um, you know, your old cousins, they, they've made a common to you. It's like, oh, aren't you this? Or you never call or something. It just bugged you. Right. And, you, and you're muttering things in your mind and saying, oh my God, why do you have to make these snipe comments to me? And you just have an edge about you and you want to avoid that person. So if this situation was bugging you and you had written that on a piece of paper, so when you bring it into the heart, you get rid of the cousins, you get rid of Christmas. The only part you own is your experience about it, whether it's annoyance, anger, Frustration. Oh. Mm -hmm. Got it? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went on and on, but I'm like, I don't know what I'm trying to do now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Cindy's got the baton. She's going to keep me in check. <laughs> okay, so uh, go ahead and take just so that's clear. Any other questions for anyone else? Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. You totally did. Absolutely. I want that. I don't, don't go back and thinking, I just bug you because I know you. I know, I just didn't want to ruin it for everybody else. No, 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 we're smart. We're not smart people. So we're just owning our experience about it. So because a mind will tackle saying, well, you know, I was just there and she said that or he said that and I felt that way. And it was this situation. It was Christmas time. Did you have to ruin Christmas? So what happens is that we get lost in the mental detail right and somehow we talk about it enough then we go to another cousin we bitch them bitch to them mm -hmm. and somebody calls and that's what we bitch about mm -hmm. and and then we wake up the next morning and we still have more bitching to do then we call someone else so we just squeeze the shit out of the situation mm -hmm. and but nothing happened you somehow will forget about it because there's a time gap mm -hmm somebody else is going to make you feel the same way because it was about you. So that's why I want you to just own what you feel, what you experience, not what someone did. This is not about someone, what someone did. Leave that alone. It's not yours to tackle. Give that over. Yours to tackle is what you experience and, uh, and bring awareness around it. What, where, why, how. So are you completely aware of what the situation is? Because if you believe that the problem were the cousins, 
you need to close your eyes again and ask those questions again. Because <laughs> <Okay? laughs> if, and if that, if you really finally come to the awareness is to expand, shift the mind mm -hmm. to go into the problem, to go behind it, to go sideways and to look completely what's there, not what appears to be there. Mm -hmm. Because that's where the problem is. The problem is how you feel about it because that is what you're going to store in your tissues, in your memory, in your subconscious. Next Christmas, you're going to try to avoid these people and you're going to bring that energy of avoidance. More you bring that energy, they're going to make even a stronger comment to you. Because like, why are you avoiding me? Right? Mm -hmm. Does that not happen? Oh, over, all over and the over and over. time. So forget about all that. Bring awareness, bring depth into what you are experiencing. It's more than what meets the eye. Okay? So, and so that's the awareness of it. Without awareness, we cannot change. We don't know what we're changing. Because when we're not aware, we're trying to change the thing that we actually cannot change. And we chase our tails. Mm -hmm. So we need to understand what it is that really is happening. So go deep into what's happening. Okay, we're going to do that for, again, another five minutes. Go ahead and close your eyes. <laughs> there's no, let it go. <laughs> there's no getting away. There's no getting away from it. <laughs> so close your eyes. Again, same thing, you know, whatever, bring into your heart. What comes to you is already there. You don't have to even analyze it. So become aware. Expand your awareness about it as to what it is, really. That is the problem. Go into it. So once you have a deeper awareness of it, then just acknowledge that you have understood it at that level, that this experience is yours, that it's as much a part of you as anything else, 
allow that experience. Which means we don't judge the experience. We don't make it wrong. We don't make it right. We don't resist it. We don't say, oh, I shouldn't feel it. I shouldn't really feel that. That's bad of me or it just feels awful. Um, we don't resist it. We just allow it. We let it flow. We let it be free. We let that experience be free. So in order to allow it, just expand your heart around what, expand your heart, open your heart to it. So that experience is included in your heart, it's included in that flow of love. Keep expanding your heart. So when we go, when we work, do this type of work in the heart, God will meet you there. So God is your God. Don't have any hangups about it. So you know what I, what I mean by that, okay? So when you do this work, because it is difficult work, you're not alone. You have assistance. So where there is God, there's nothing but love. That's what's flowing into your heart. Let your awareness of that which is on the forefront that needs healing, let it be part of that flow. Let go of trying to now figure it out. Just accept it. That that is what is of the life right now. And now you may gently open your eyes. So we'll take um, again a few minutes for questions. And if you want to share anything and however you want to do this is fine. There's time. So I want to just reassure you that um, no questions are questions that you should not ask. If you have a question, you should ask it. Don't judge it. Um, be as raw as you are. No need to sugarcoat anything. This is life. No need to, um, there's no facade here. So the point is for you to get clarity on what you need clarity on. For that, ask away.
That's frustrating because it is me. It's not other people. It's the feeling that I have that I allow other people to trigger. So that was hard because it's me. It's not other people. So how do I how do I resolve that? Yeah, we'll get coming up. We'll get to there. <laughs> now what? So it's a realization is you. Well, that's a huge. How does that feel to take to take ownership, well, to take responsibility? There. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, honey. It's okay. So I mean, when you say that you, it's you. Doesn't that make you feel like you have power? Yes. Because mm -hmm. if we've created something, it's a very powerful thing to know because we can uncreate it. When you created it, you know, half of the problems are over. When you have awareness that you are causing it, you just have to learn how to uncause it. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. So this, you know, this inward direction is, is not pleasant. It's not always pleasant, but it's empowering. It gives you your power back. It expands you into who you are because you are powerful. You just forgot that. You just gave your power away. When, when we blame others, mm -hmm. we give our power away to them. Right? I don't, it feels shitty to give your power away to somebody. So I just go with myself and I feel grand. <laughs> I feel, thank you very much. <laughs> right? It helps me stay focused. Because I can then undo it. Okay. I think um, my own part, um, part of it, of course, is things that we learn. Um, and, and it has to do with, I think you automatically begin to do it because your self esteem um, becomes more powerful. I had an experience this past year, mine was mindfulness, where um, <clears throat> my kids were bringing up the situations where I was forgetting a lot of things. And um, I noticed it first, um, but, and we joked about it, you know. So I thought at one point, well, I, I better find out exactly where I stand. And so I went for some tests and I had, I went to a neuropsychologist and I had some brain scans and all that sort of stuff. Everything was fine. So I had some other tests, some written tests, and um, I did okay on those too. So the neuropsychologist told me that I needed to be more mindful. Well, just now we did that situation. I mean, I have gradually accepted, but I just really truly accepted the fact that there are some things that I need to be more mindful about. It is my responsibility to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. So what? So what if I forget those things? It's accepting that. Yeah, I forgot my purse in the pain class week again over the second time. <laughs> I don't carry a purse because I will forget it everywhere. Well, Richard brought me this little one uh -huh. and told me to use it all <laughs> and wrap it around. 
So anyhow, but um, so that was kind of cool. You know, um, I mean, I have been accepting it all along, so it was just more of a, I think, a permanent kind of thing. Um, you know, yeah. Older and so it's a, it's a very different it. feeling for like really accepting it. Really, like mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. the light bulb goes on. It's like mm -hmm. oh, it's very subtle, mm -hmm. but there's, there's something begins to shift. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. Did you, Cindy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have a question? Oh no, no, just feeling um, feeling better about the fact that I'm looking at more deeply. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> And that I'm not stuck in any situation because it is coming from me and not from outside. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing you're saying. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just becoming aware of that. More becoming aware of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Very true. Waiting for next step. Next step, yeah. <laughs> very good. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Claire and Lisa, do you have any questions? I don't have any question. I think it's just the the awareness um, of the real struggle between my head and my heart. Um, yeah. Yep. That, that um, um, I'm glad I'm more aware of it than I ever have been. Um, but it's it's still there, and so um, it's hard for me to get some of my feelings into my heart when I'd rather just process them and chew on them because some of the anger and hurt really tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. It and does. So, so the, um, and yeah, so I, you know how I talked about that sometimes you just, even when you know it, you can't help it. Maybe you need to chew it because that's a way to process it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I'm I, I've had a taste of getting it into my heart, and I think that's my preference. Um, so it's it's staying with myself. I think when I realize that I haven't landed it in my heart, uh, and not to really force it, but somehow to allow it, as you were instructing, and um, I, I just need more practice. Exactly, and. Um... For the longest time, we have, the head has been in charge. And it's very, very strong. It actually even helped us um, get unstuck in many situations when we just needed to do what we needed to do. And so the mental habit, it's a mental habit. It does take practice. So when the head comes in the way, you just say, no, we're not, um, we're, do we're doing it this way. So the ego really feeds off of fear, uh, resistance, and to the fact where it will just create fear and ideas in the head because it feeds off of it. And... It can make things seem real when they're not real. Head is very strong. So many times we yo-yo back and forth between the head and the heart, and we drop into the heart, and the mind will come in and say, no, 
this is not it. But what about that? Or what about this? And it just goes back into that mode of, um, you know, the complexity of the situation and the detail and all of that. And we mistake it for real because it does seem real because the situation or things did happen. It's not that we are negating what happened. It's not that we are negating those two cousins made the comments. But we're just not spending any more energy on it Mm -hmm. because can you change those cousins? So what are you wasting your time doing? It's gone. So we're not saying that was wrong or that's not the truth of the situation, but we're not trying to, this is not a court of law where we're trying to say who did wrong, who did right, and the one who did wrong would be punished. We don't care about that. What we care about is to heal. Mm -hmm. What we care about is that we find peace with it, that we don't let external things control our peace of mind, our peace, and claim our life and our energy. So that's what we're trying to do. Okay, It's not to make any situation wrong. It's not to make your experience wrong. It's not to make what you saw and witnessed and heard and experienced wrong. It's just that we're trying to heal that situation. So the details don't matter in the healing realm. What matters is what you felt. That situation would not have been there had there wasn't something in you that needed your acceptance and love. So remember, we're not just looking at this lifetime. We're looking at prior lifetimes. It's not a coincidence that you are with the family that you are. It's a setup. Because those people are all, everybody is a player. Your soul created the life experiences so you can outpicture or experience the energy that you brought from prior lifetimes that you need to heal. So that's the bigger picture. So that's the, 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 the vision, the view, you know, deeper into this lifetime that we need to have. So we understand that we picked the parents, we picked the friends, we picked the people who come across us because we need to, the only way we can heal is when the experience is repeated. Otherwise, it won't come into your awareness. So, and that's how the life is played out so that experience is recreated. So you can feel that pain again. So you can feel that rejection again. So you can feel that anger again. So you can feel, you know, whatever the negativity, the discomfort that you you feel, that you can feel it again. So you can feel it again, and if we're not aware of it, and if we don't understand it, and if we don't look beyond it and ask the deeper questions, we will just be done with it with our head. We'll, we'll, we'll rationalize it, we'll figure it out, and we'll complain about it, we'll kick and scream, and then we'll go on, and then it's going to repeat. Okay? It didn't expand you. It didn't make you grow. You just did the same old thing. So, you know, soul says, no problem, child. Here it is again. No problem. No problem. Don't worry. It's like a, it's like a mother that has a lot of patience. And it's like, okay, here it is again. And again, and again, and again. So was that so much fun that we wanted repeated? 
<laughs> it wasn't fun. That's what we're complaining about it. But again, we get into that. We get into that mental addiction. Where just we can really chew on it. We can really, you know, dissect it. We can really bring our passion forward for it. We can really bitch about it. And we just think we are so right. And we're just like, oh, my God, we get all juiced up about it. You just wasted so much of your energy. And you didn't get anything. Maybe you just convinced your next couple of people that you were right, they were wrong. Big whoopee. Who cares? You got a medal? You just depleted yourself. You just got stuck in the same old crap. And there it's just going to come again. Take responsibility. I don't care what someone did. We always have a choice. We have a choice. Sometimes we don't know we have a choice. So I'm telling you, you do. Now you know that you have a choice. So what I'm realizing is that the right and wrong, mm -hmm. I remember in elementary, it was all about who was right or wrong. Or you're in your family, your siblings, who's right or wrong. Growing up Catholic, you know, you're wrong. You're in, and so that right and wrong has been just pounded into me. And I have to get rid of it. I don't want it to keep coming up because it doesn't feel good. It mm -hmm. doesn't feel good to always be trying to challenge and protect myself and my beliefs and that no I'm not bad I'm not wrong like that that's what I feel but I, I see it as a pattern that's been carried on through school and mm -hmm. parenting and mm -hmm. all of it. and that's how we are that's I mean this planet was remember mm -hmm. this planet was created to heal the darkness that the angels felt when they went into the void so they're like, because, you know, a long time ago, they just bypassed resistance, bypassed pain, and just gave love. They bypassed it. Well, there's resistance, there's pain. And now we are understanding that that resistance is part of love. It's the other side of the coin. We've only looked at one-sided love. So we think love is glorious and flowers and hearts and chocolates and wine and whatever not. Right. It is all that. It is all that. But it's a lot more than that. We don't always have chocolates and wine and flowers. We have pain. We have resistance. We have anger. We have frustration. We have grief. It's part of love. Let everything be part of love. So we said heart heals. How the heck of the heart is going to feel? You have to open your heart to it. You have to bring it into your heart. Accept it. Not in your head. Accept it into your heart. Nothing is outside of love. If whenever we make anything outside of love, we separate. We create a division. We've no wonder we feel outside of love. We, we just kind of don't get it. We're not mm. included. Somehow we are the, the, you know, abandoned ones who just, who don't, who don't feel love. Nobody loves us enough. There's a shame about it. There's, you're just not good enough. And you're like, what do I have to do to, to get love? I have to do nothing. You have to accept it. So we, we have, you know, look at the world. There's separation, there's division, 
there's right and wrong. There's a right way of doing things, there's a wrong way of doing things. Who is it benefiting? It's just creating a bigger separation. People are heart sick because they're shut down from love. They're heart sick. They're getting sick and diseased and, you know, problems. And we keep just, we keep spinning in our head, analyzing, rationalizing, explanations as to who's right and wrong, as to how what I'm saying is actually the truth. What you're saying is not. Do you know what I mean? I actually make sense. None of you do. That's what started this whole process to begin with. You are wrong. I'm right. Let me, you know, in order for me to be right, I'm going to put you down into the dirt. What does that do? Creates a bigger disparity. So we are outside of love because we separate. So very good. Or not. <laughs> um, So now, um, so I want to read you this, which is written really well. Everything that you respond or react to negatively in life reflects the suffering and pain held within your personal blueprint, which is carried from one lifetime to the next. During your life, you have many opportunities to heal these energies as they will continue to be mirrored in your life's experiences. This technique of awareness is a means to heal those energies. Each time you ignore what is being mirrored to you, they will build a momentum, often causing traumatic situations to occur to get your attention. These energies will be carried from one lifetime to another and can often express themselves as physical pain, emotional ups and downs, and disease. So I read a word here which I want to expand upon, trauma. Um, so now that you... Um, So to relive a trauma is difficult. And so what I rather have you do is I think all of us have had at least one traumatic situation in life. I think. Right? At least one. <laughs> So, it depends on what you mean by traumatic. It's all individual. You know, somebody, a teacher telling you, you or a friend telling you in uh, kindergarten, you are fat, is, equal, is, is just as traumatic as if you were in an abusive situation, either as a child or a relationship. Something that's taking you by surprise, I heard. Something that bruised your sense of self. Something that put a little dent on it. 
And again, something that's coming to your mind right now, because that's what's that's what you need to address. Okay. So take a minute. Um, so and again, go as deep as you are comfortable. Okay. Um, so we'll begin. Again, take a minute to close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths. With each breath, allow or feel your heart and just expand a little more to your awareness of your heart. Drop the head into the heart. So let the head kind of function through the heart. And just very gently bring that traumatic situation up. And so how we bring it up is by imagining that it's happening now, as if it's happening now. And actually, you know, for the body, for the psyche, there's really no time gap. Let it come up fully. Allow the feeling or the experience to just flow within you. Again, go a little deeper into that experience. So why is it that you incurred that trauma in your life? How did the trauma come to be?
where and how the trauma affected you. So just be easy with these questions. If clear answers don't come, don't worry. You may get a subtle feeling about it instead of a clear answer. So remember, we're working with the heart. It's very subtle, uh, not with the head. And if the trauma helped form a belief in you about yourself, And how that trauma perhaps affected, if it did, your life afterwards and beyond today. So look at that trauma in its full complete form, the depth of it, the periphery around it, the experience of it and the effect of it. See into it, not just what appears on the surface, but what that which you did not see at that time that perhaps you can now see. And now just go ahead and acknowledge all that you know. Acknowledge that it's yours 100%. And it's okay for that experience, that memory, the effect to be with you. It's okay. It's part of you. Just allow the heart, allow your heart to expand around it as if the heart will envelope that experience. And let that experience flow in one love, flow love with that experience. So it becomes part of love. It becomes a gift of love because it helps expand your heart. It's a holistic view of love. This is how we become whole. We become whole when we embrace all of our darkness, all of our cracks, all of the places where we, are, we think we are broken. That's how we become whole. We become one with that which pains us, 
we become one with our pain, our suffering, our sorrow. We love it. We show it light, we bring it to love. As you're doing that, you are never alone. You have help. The source, help from the heavens, help from God, help from that which created you in this body. So that source is there ready with its arms open to help you, to embrace you, to help you give that holistic view of love, that experience of love. And also come to a deeper understanding that in knowing that that trauma is what made you, you. Is that you, you had at the deep soul level had chosen that experience. So you can heal the parts where you were broken, where you felt broken. And now you can heal that. So that trauma no longer has to affect you. The trauma no longer has to have that power over you. That it came here to heal you, to make you whole. So that's the really the true appreciation for it. It set up the stage for you to expand, for you to become whole, for you to experience love in a big, full way.
And may gently come back to the body and open your eyes. Okay, any comments and questions? So Claire and Lisa, feel free to unmute yourself and talk when you feel like it. So any questions or comments or any sharing? Did it bring up anything for you? Did it clarify something for you? What happened for you? Anything? Any comments? Any questions? Was it a lot? Mm -hmm. I think I shared something that wasn't, maybe I was more older than I thought at the time, like traumatic as a teenager. Uh -huh. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, I mean, going through everything, I think was helpful to learn. But to see a process of what you can do with something like that. But yeah. Just in my experience, it, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't yeah. Okay. I think I still have something I feel very guilty about, but it, it, it comes up and it probably comes up in my responses to different things. And yeah, so, you know, guilt. Mm -hmm. um, that's what we that's what you want to anytime when it comes up so you instead of reacting to it the same old way you know when we're guilty we justify we give explanations uh, we make the other person wrong so we make ourselves right um, or we're kind of you know we want to talk about it so you know so somebody they won't beat us up they're like, okay, I'm already beating myself up. And we, you know, we do all kinds of weird things. And guilt actually is a, is a mental construct. We make it up. Uh, we make it up to escape. We make it up to um, self-sabotage. We make it up for self-punishment. We make it up to justify our own wrongdoing. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a it's a very um, mental, intricate little game that we play with ourselves. Guilt is really not a real emotion. It's something that we we make up in our head. Okay, and we have bought really into it because guilt is everywhere in the world. Guilt-free food. <laughs> no guilt something it's like thank you very much i wasn't guilty get away <laughs> no i wasn't feeling guilty about eating ice cream you know they're just feeding this bullshit into you that it wasn't even there um 
So it's a, it's a mental invention for control. Okay, uh, so understand that. So when you go into the, remember the, you know, the mind directs this. Mm -hmm. Mind says, you've done this, you should feel guilty. So the heart is like, okay, I'll feel guilty, which to the heart is like, there's no love. It's restriction, it's constriction. It's like, okay, it just follows, right? Uh, so these are mind-directed emotions. The heart just does what the heart does. It sees everything as lack of love. So there's only real emotion is love. Lack of love is fear. Fear is not even a real emotion. It's just lack of love. Fear by itself is nothing. Mm -hmm. It's when we don't flow love with something, it becomes we become fearful. So you want to, you know, see that how uh, somehow you have constructed, constructed this, uh, the structure of guilt around your psyche to get out of a situation or to keep yourself stuck in a situation or to um, get away from someone blaming you or to continue to do the same old thing. but attach guilt to it so you can't continue to do the same old thing right it's like oh i overate eating is very you know just a common example oh i feel so guilty i ate two cookies yesterday um and oh you know i shouldn't really eat this i know i feel so guilty because really when you're looking for someone to say oh no don't feel guilty you deserve it the heck it's the holidays. What in the world is that? Eat your damn cookie and forget mm -hmm. about it. So it's just, it's, this, it's waste of time. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit that we spew around one another. It means absolutely nothing. It takes us into a, a path that has no beginning, no end. Okay. It's self-pity. It just keeps us stuck. There's no such thing as guilt. So, yeah, huh? Yeah, it's like, yeah, because we, we have, a, you know, rights and wrongs. We have judgment. And guilt is tagged on to that. I'm going to judge you. Now there's guilt about because you've been judged wrong. You've judged yourself wrong. So, you know, here you go, a little weapon, little tool. Beat yourself up for a long time. I'll come to you later. Self-punishment mm -hmm. and all kinds of things. Instead of go deeper into it, if you have done something that doesn't sit well with you, go deeper into it. Go deeper into it and unattach. We all are going to do wrong things. I killed a big ant in the kitchen today. Many times, <laughs> this. And I don't know where they're coming from, and I don't know where this example is coming from, but. They were walking around, and I'm very most of the time I, I grab one and I take it outside. But you know, I killed it out. That's why it's inside because it's cold outside. And I'm thinking, I'm not killing it, really. You just threw it in the winter cold, it's gonna die. 
So, and I've been doing that. And then sometimes it just comes out of nowhere and my instincts, which I'd like to get rid of it. So I took it and I smushed it. And I'm like, oh, Mina, karma, karma, karma. One day you're going to be an ant and this ant is going to squish you. Be ready. <laughs> right? So I'm like, well, you know what? You made me human. Sometimes we all do things that we should not do. You made me like, you know, I have my thing. They just crawl out of nowhere. Um, so it's just an example of the, the mental chatter that goes on in our head about little, little things. And these little, little things actually become our subconscious beliefs and things that we are not aware of and that they affect how we live, although we don't think that, but they do. So, so the point was, um, you know, understand the understand when something is coming coming up because your head is talking, or is it really real? Or is it, you know, so to understand the difference, you know, when your head is talking, you you may get a headache because you, you're just trying to do this and that. You're like, oh, I just have a headache. You feel fatigued. You feel depleted. But when you go into the heart, there's also, it takes a lot of energy and power to go into the heart, but it's a different kind of a fatigue. It's softer. It's a fuller. It's sweeter, and you won't have a headache. <laughs> so, and that's, yeah. So you're saying, yeah, if you really had something that you objected to something, you really was going to help. Not a cookie or an ant, something you really hurt somebody or whatever. Mm -hmm. Rather than feeling the guilt or well, you're saying guilt is not feeling you need to do what we were doing before and pick it apart and examine it and look at it and say what are you really feeling no you might feel the guilt you know it's already there feel the guilt mm -hmm. so when you really begin to feel the guilt what is underneath the guilt mm -hmm. What's underneath the, what's really the real feeling? The guilt mindset is guilt because you should not do this and you did this. It equals guilt. Mm -hmm. But the heart feels sad. There's a sadness that you inflicted pain on someone. When you begin to feel the sad, you, you open the heart. And you open the heart around your own humanness that you did this because we all we all hurt one another knowingly or not knowingly mm -hmm. and you open your heart around it you there's self-forgive that it's okay don't punish yourself love your get love that feel because when you open the heart you're already beginning to change it from guilt into sadness that's already a softer feeling mm -hmm. And when you begin to feel the sadness and then you, you know, expand yourself around your, your, your human, you do things, you do wrong things, you make mistakes. When you can feel your own pain of it, maybe you feel the other person 
maybe you really go to them. And instead of an apology that society demands, maybe you actually really offer them the love. Mm. You don't say, oh, I'm, you know, sometimes people say sorry. They just say it. They don't mean it. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's not a sorry. Sorry is, you know, if you're shedding the tear, you really feel their pain, go cry with them. Just say, I, you know, this is how I felt. Um, you know, that you truly, that you, can you experience that? Can you unite the two hearts? Can you unite with them? Can you see their pain as yours? Because we would never inflict pain on others if we didn't have it inside of ourselves. Right? It's really our pain that we project because we need to process it so we snipe at somebody. Hurt people hurt people. We never think of that. We got lost in the guilt and the superficial apology. Who cares about all that? This is what's deeper going on. You've got your own pain. It's not possible to hurt somebody unless you are hurt. It's your pain that you spit out. Because that's how it needs to be pictured out. That's how it need that's how you will see it. You won't see it in yourself. Because you believe you don't have it. Like in an argument, in a fight, in a discord, in a conflict. Mm -hmm. Notice how all the shit comes out? Because it was there. So that's, that's it. You go deeper. Go deeper. Travel deeper into the heart. Keep going. There's a reservoir here. So initially, you know, opening the heart is of what the what does that mean? I don't know what it means. You have to find it, how it feels for you. All I'll tell you, open the heart. So like, what the heck does it mean? Open the lid up. Uh, you know what I mean? Is you have to you just expand the space. It's not in a mental sense. It's in the feeling sense. You can visualize it. You can imagine, you can imagine your heart, the big ocean. You can swirl the love, feel the love. You just keep doing, going deeper and deeper, deeper into it. You'll go there. You'll go there because it's real. <laughs> if it wasn't real, you won't have access to it. Nothing unreal can ever be imagined. If you're imagining it, it's real. Okay? So that's how that's how you want to look at it. It's it's a whole a network of deeper psychological, subconscious things that are woven together. Sometimes you can't connect the exact dots. It doesn't matter. It's, it's intricate. It's not simple. Sometimes it's not simple. But what you're doing is you are stirring. You're stirring shit up. <laughs> you're stirring stuff up because it's there. So 
throw it out so it can come up. And the, when the process comes up, it's not pretty. But it's not pretty anyways. Now you have a reason for it. If it's affecting your life in a bad way, it's not pretty. So, um, what else? <laughs> I like that guilt is pain because I think that's what it is. Really, mm -hmm. really deep. deep. It's judgment. It's separation. I am bad, so punish me. I don't deserve this because I did bad, so punish me. Either you punish me or I'll punish myself. Before you punish me, I'll just be guilty. That's my self-punishment. We're so messed up. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we are here that our potential is pure love that's our potential is pure love our potential is to stand step into the one flow of love and be a beacon of love be a beacon of light That's what the creator was thinking when he brought when he brought us here. Right? Where we got lost in the suffering. Suffering was part of it. Suffering is a way we can find the love. But we didn't know that, so we got stuck in the suffering. We we mistook that as life, as a reality. There was a purpose to it. We forgot the purpose. So What else? <laughs> Don't look so serious. <laughs> My trauma, I mean, I thought of a few things, actually. Um, I was in an automobile accident once when I was a kid. I was probably seven, six or seven. I was hit by a car. A, a policeman and I was walking to school. And um, I was pinned underneath the wheel. And I remember um, calling for my mom. I had a broken leg and a fractured pelvis. Oh. And I was in the hospital at Christmas time. I just remember feeling so lonely. And so very lonely. Even though my parents were there all the time. You know, at night being by myself and afraid. <clears throat> Another time, I was followed home by someone, by a man. I dropped, went to drop the babysitter off, and this person followed me. And the only thing that I could think of was just getting in back into my house, which was really dumb. Um, and I remember he was right behind me all the way down my street. And I was getting out of my car, and I could see him in the rearview mirror coming, getting out of his car. And I was just praying 
that the door was not locked. We had a side door and a garage door. I used to think that I went through this garage door, but I don't think I would have had time to do that. So I must have ran through. He was right behind me, closed the door, screaming bloody murder. And really, since then, I've been more careful and somewhat fearful of men. You know, I really don't, I really don't have a great deal of trust. Mm -hmm. I just realized that. Wow. Yeah. He didn't get you, though. Nope. Nope. It was, I mean, God was looking over me then, or, I mean, it yeah. wasn't meant to be for him. So it's, me, so it's possible that it's that that played a part in you marrying the man that you did. Okay. And you you work through it. You work through it. That he, he kind of he, you're working through that fear Probably. with him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I would hate to be single because mm -hmm. I, would, I would never go out with someone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have to really know uh, a man before I'll really talk to you know, with them. He mm needs -hmm. to be a friend or whatever. So there is, there is that little you know, mistrust, little fear mm -hmm. is set in motion. And there have been other, there have been another time when I thought maybe it was the same person in the grocery store. So it followed me around the grocery store. I was probably 22, maybe. And I remember he followed me out the door, and then I got in my car. It was right down the street from where I lived. And I went over the curb and pulled out. Because you were so scared. Because I was afraid. Mm -hmm. So I'm always, I always keep an eye out, mm -hmm. you know, walking back and forth to my car or, you know, worrying about my granddaughters. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yes. It's real, though. It's real. We should all be conscious. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this stuff, you know, it may, whatever came up for you. Um, can you stir something? Stuff, more stuff will unravel than ever during the week later. Or, and you begin to connect dots in a way that you may not have before. Um, and that change, that's the shift. That's the internal shift. That's the increase, expanding awareness. So if we are aware, then we can heal from that. Mm -hmm. We can accept that. We can see it. And we can love our experience of it, because it's And we can trust that. It came here to make you whole. Timing doesn't matter. Things happen when they happen. So there's not to say, oh my God, I wasted all of these years in thinking this. We don't waste it. That's what you needed. It's, it's a slow process. Psyche is a slow, slow process. Mm -hmm. 
there's a timing for everything. We just know when you know what you know. So, very good. Um, so we have the last few minutes left. So accept, awareness, acceptance, and allowance. It's what makes the upper part of the six-pointed star, the upper triangle, which is your higher self, your physical body, emotional body. Uh, so we're not, it, it's not that we're not correlating it to that. It's just to point that out. Those are the different aspects of ourselves. These are the different techniques. They all work together to make this six-pointed star that the heart is. Because when all of these things, techniques, and the aspects are working in harmony with one another, we heal. Heart becomes what it is. So um, questions, comments, what, what, what seems difficult? What do you need more explanation of? Um, what's come up for you? Anything like that? We have five minutes left, so we'll just use that time for that. Maybe it's just practice. Yeah, it is. It is just practice to think differently. And it just kind of happens gradually. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. It's just when you, you know, when you come across something that's troublesome for you, that causes you pain, it's just even just knowing that that is all part of love. It soothes you. Because it actually is. We know it's part of life. <laughs> Who escapes that? No one. Um, so it's again, you know, the ego is strong. So you want to accept that. It's okay. It just gently, gently direct the head in the direction of the heart. Gently direct the mind in the direction. You don't want to, you know, you just want to do it repeatedly, gently, gently, gently. So I'll share one quick example with you. Uh, Claire and Lisa, any comments or questions? Um, this is Lisa. I think <laughs> one of my challenges, Mina, is um, like one of one of my many things that I I perseverate around is a, something that happened with a sibling, and where I get caught up with myself is understanding how this can help me and heal me and then i get caught up in the narrative of yeah but my kids are being affected by this as well and how do i not do something to not have them be part of what i call collateral damage in a in a relationship that's been severed you know so i feel like that's hard for me. if that's where i go i get i get um yeah, 
it's easy to continue the loop and get deeper in the rabbit hole of it's not just me that is being impacted by this experience. So, so I know when that happens, when the kids are involved, the mind quickly wants to fix it so you can spare the kids. But there's no quick fix of it. In fixing it, we can make it worse or deeper. So I think just accepting the what is of the situation, accepting your challenge, and accepting that your challenge has affected your kids, and also accepting that it would not, they are part of this equation with you. And there's something there. You know, as much as we want to spare our kids from any pain, we cannot. And Being, you know, parents come with their own wounds. And of course they come because we're human. So, you know, the, the acknowledgement that this is a challenge and acknowledging that this has affected your kids and perhaps communicating with them that you acknowledge and understand and accept that your experience has affected them. Um, but you know that you are in the process of healing your own wounds. And you know, they would not be affected by your situation if they were not meant to be affected. This also is a setup. When we have other people in our life, we are going to affect one another. So the best way to protect or, you know, best way to help your children is to help yourself. Is to, is to not judge yourself and is not to hold yourself responsible for what how it has affected them. You can hold yourself responsible, like maybe there's a guilt that you may need to process and accept. But then there's that forgiveness, forgiveness of yourself or just accepting that that's where you were. Not to justify it, but accepting that that is how it was, that is how it affected you. And that is how they affected your kids. And as long as you're communicating that with them, everybody knows where something came from. And it's all okay. We, we you know, in a family, we hurt each other when we help each other heal. We communicate about it. And, you know, just because we are a parent, we're not uh, flawless. I don't even want to call it flawless. We are human. We're going to make mistakes. And kids need to know that. And that's okay that they know that. They're stronger than, you know, they're strong, just like you are strong. 
they can again accept their experience of from your experience they can accept and open their heart to what they felt and they experienced they can accept maybe perhaps there's anger and there's blame or pity whatever that may be so communicate with them take your responsibility for yourself and let them know that you will never have your experiences affect them but it's not possible it's not possible not to affect our kids it's not just like it's not possible to be affect to not to be affected by our parents there's a how it's not possible so you know the fact that they are your kids is not by an accident there's something in there for them it's all planned so they'll be okay when you can be okay and not judge yourself and forgive yourself and love yourself then you can just accept their experience as they experienced it because just like you will take responsibility for your experiences it'll teach them to take responsibility for what they experience even though it may be that oh i experienced this because of you of course of course we experience things because of what other people do that's how we learn that's how we grow families relationships people we interact with they're all we're all in this together to help each other home to help each other grow and they are part of this world they're part of your life so welcome to life <laughs> thank you so welcome to life welcome to being my children that's how this ride is going to be yeah that's all and and that's it's life it's acceptance of life Okay. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um enjoy and again, keep your mind and heart open and let come whatever is coming up. And I'll um again, I'll try to send you a little summary for today. And during the week you are you know feel free to communicate feel free to send me an email or anything like that I'm okay with that and we'll meet again next Sunday. Thank you Mina. Thank you Mina. Thank you. Send me Patty and Susie. Bye. 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 Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>